Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, certified strength and conditioning specialist, sports nutritionist, and a certified pre- and postnatal coach with the Natty Hour. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Legion and the Natty Hour. Legion is an evidence-based supplement company that takes pride in ensuring that all products are backed by peer-reviewed scientific literature and are dosed at clinically effective levels. If you've been following me long enough, you know that I'm not one to push something that I don't believe in, especially supplements. But the fact that Legion has gone to great lengths to ensure such quality products is the reason why I have partnered up with them. If you are interested in learning more, be sure to visit legionathletics.com. You will also receive 20% off your first order if you use my code Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N, at checkout. Further information and links are in the show notes. Also, a huge shout out to The Natty Hour, which is my online coaching business that I run with my husband, Kyle Jansen. We exist to serve the drug-free strength and fitness community, from those who embody the discipline and determination to pursue the highest level of competition naturally, to those looking to improve their overall health and lifestyle. Our athletes range from being elite bodybuilders to the new mom looking to prioritize her health amongst a hectic schedule. Be sure to visit thenattyhour.com to learn more. Thank you so much for supporting the More Than a Physique podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode on your social media. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 94. In today's episode, I wanted to take some time to talk about how The mismanagement of our expectations is often holding us back from achieving our body composition related goals. Regardless if you are trying to lose weight, regardless if you are trying to build muscle, if you're on a specific timeline, quite often a lot of people think that it is the program, it is their plan, their nutrition, their training program, or that there is just something wrong with their body that is holding them back from accomplishing their goals. And while of course that is very common and can be very valid reasons as to why your goals aren't being accomplished, quite often we fail to realize that the majority of the time it is gonna be due to mismanagement of expectations. So. In today's episode, I wanted to take some time to talk about how we can objectively analyze our situation so we can do a better job of managing our expectations so that way we can continue to move the needle forward. This episode is a live video that I did with my Natty Hour team a couple of weeks ago and they found it to be very helpful and just allowed them to see things 
from a different perspective. Because it was so helpful to my clients, to my athletes, I wanted to make this information available to the public. I really do hope that those who are listening right now find it to be helpful. If you do, please do me a huge favor. Make sure that you share this episode to your social media. Take 30 seconds as well too to leave the podcast a five-star review and be sure to share this episode to anybody else you know it will help as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in and enjoy today's episode. In this week's episode, I wanted to talk about managing expectations And we're going to go over how we can just better balance our expectations and manage them a lot better. And then I want to go over three common examples as to how we can apply those strategies to common examples, common scenarios that a lot of us go through when it comes to our health and fitness related goals. So the reason why I think it's so important to take the time to practice the skill set of managing your expectations a lot better is because unmanaged expectations can increase our stress. You understand now the importance of managing our stress and how chronic levels of stress and not dealing with it over a significant period of time can have very detrimental impacts on our overall health, not just from a body composition standpoint, but even just long term. So chronic stress is extremely important. And we want to make sure that we are dealing with that. And of course, like I said previously, something that can be a contributor to that is unmanaged expectations. So an example of that is where you expect something to go a certain way, but it goes the opposite direction and you didn't anticipate it going the opposite direction. That can just leave us spiraling, right? Because then we get really freaked out in that specific situation. We didn't anticipate that the situation would go the opposite way. And therefore, of course, stress levels are going to go through the roof. So I think it's really important to take the time to manage our expectations more productively. So what can we do with that? You know, I think it's important for us to focus on having a conversation with ourselves and uh, kind of understanding both sides of the coin in any given situation, regardless if we are setting goals for ourselves, regardless if we're just going into a specific situation where we expect something to go a certain way, we wanna anticipate different perspectives here. Now, when I say that having a conversation with yourself is a good strategy for managing expectations, a lot of people will initially just say to themselves, And this is very popular, like even in the uh, personal development space, a lot of people you see say this online, and that's where don't expect anything. You know, those who expect are never happy. And while I can appreciate that quote to a certain degree, I don't think that it is practical for us to say that in every single scenario in our life. So some examples here, how that you know, that may not be that practical or overly helpful advice to just don't expect anything. If we're relating this to our health and fitness related goals, right? If we said, 
don't expect to improve your health. Like you sign up with me, you're hiring a coach, but you don't want to be disappointed. Therefore, you have the mindset and the mantra, those who expect are never happy. So I'm going into this not expecting anything. So again, those examples, if that is the mentality, if that's the strategy, don't expect to improve your health. Don't expect to make better body composition results. Don't expect to improve your diet. Should we just go with the flow when it comes to our health and fitness related goals? You know, if we go into it having little expectation that, hey, you know what, I'm investing all this time and energy into hiring a coach, but I don't really expect much out of it because I'm trying to um, protect myself. I'm trying to avoid disappointment. What is the likelihood of one being successful with that mindset? You know, I would argue that it's probably not going to work out the way that you want it to. By having that mentality, you're kind of going into the uh, program firsthand with the expectation that failure is going to occur because you don't expect your health to improve. You're putting all this time and effort into changing up your diet, going to the gym regularly, but I don't expect much to come from it. And we do that to ourselves as an attempt to protect ourselves. So that's why I'm not the biggest fan of the uh, piece of advice, don't expect because those who expect are never happy. I think that if used properly, expectations can be extremely powerful. They can also help us to anticipate things, right? Such as disappointment. You know, we can't avoid disappointment in our life. As we get older, right, we have more responsibilities, we have more curveballs that life throws at us. Disappointment is a part of life. It's not something that we can ignore. It's not something that we can avoid. So what can we do to be able to handle that disappointment more productively? So that way, when disappointment finds us, because it will, what can we do to be able to just shift our direction shift our mentality and be adaptable in those situations so we can handle the blows a little bit more so we can handle the uh the curveballs that life is going to throw at us a little bit better so i really do think that taking the time to manage our expectations and be more productive with that just allows us to absorb that disappointment a lot better because we anticipate it right we anticipate that hey you know what I expect to lose this much weight, but it might not go that way. If it doesn't go that way, at least I know what I need to do to continue to move in the right direction, even if things aren't going initially the way that I expected them to. So managing expectations is important because not having expectations at all, it can leave us feeling very crippled. And, you know, it kind of allows us to just feel like we're not capable and we're not confident. And I think that by taking the time to actually implement and manage our expectations, that's what allows us to create more confidence because you know something is going to happen and you know how to actually approach it when things happen, if they happen the way that you want them to, if they happen the way that you don't want them to. So, you know, having expectations is very important, but we also have to take into consideration that just having expectations doesn't mean that everything is going to work out, right? And we have to make sure that we aren't having those types of expectations. So there's definitely a bit of a spectrum here, right? Where we have expectations that things aren't going to work out. 
we have expectations that things might work out or they might not work out. And then we have expectations like, yes, they're always going to work out. We want to try to find some place in the middle, right, where we can kind of see both sides of uh, the spectrum when we're implementing something. So it's a bit of a balancing act, right? So before I get into those examples that I want to touch on, let's go over just three different ways that we can just try to focus on balancing our expectations a little bit more. I think the first way is to uh, focus on expecting more from yourself. You know, that's something that you can control because as I said already, right, life throws us curveballs. There's always going to be things that come into our life that we don't expect, right? There's always going to be things that occur that can kind of throw us for a loop. So by us just, you know, focusing on what we can control, which is ourselves, which is our attitude, which is our ability to just keep going despite the obstacle that we are facing, I think that that makes a huge difference with being able to manage our expectations more. And I think, you know, even just shifting our self-talk with ourselves, right, where we have the expectations of being more positive, because if we go into a fitness program and uh, we kind of expect to fail, we say, like, I'm going to screw this up. That's a negative expectation. So when we place that upon ourselves, what do you think is going to happen? You know, you probably will screw it up if that is the expectation that you are placing upon yourself. We have to take the time to catch ourselves when we have those thoughts and we are having those expectations on ourselves to redirect our thoughts into something more positive where we can expect and trust in our ability that we are going to figure this out. We can trust and expect in our ability that things are going to work out because you're the type of person who figures things out. You're the type of person who is flexible and adaptable and can handle the curveballs life throws at you. Even if that may not be the case right now and you you can't feel like you don't feel that way when you say those things about yourself, I think, you know, taking that time to even just have that positive self-talk, it sets the tone. So that way your thoughts and your emotions are more in line with your actions. So the more you kind of believe that about yourself, the more likely you're actually going to show up and be that type of person in those moments when you need it most. So really take the time to expect more from yourself. The next thing is to expect more from others. A lot of people think that other people around them are rooting for them to fail. And while that may be true to a degree, I think that it's safe to say that the majority of people are good people. The majority of people, they want to see you succeed. So again, shifting our negative expectations that we are placing on others is extremely important when we're trying to balance realistic expectations. Because if you find that the fear of judgment of others being placed on you is a common occurrence, quite often when we fear judgment from others, it's not due to the fact that people are actually judging us. It's typically because of how we are judging others. If we are the type of person who is constantly judging others, being negative towards others' actions, you know, judging what other people are doing and, you know, kind of poking fun at it when it's not something that we would do, of course, we are going to 
feel the same way. We're going to have the same fear that people are placing those negative judgments on you. So I think, you know, taking the time to just try to ask yourself, how are you showing up for others? How are you judging others? And shifting your conversations with yourself and your judgment of others and realizing that, hey, you know what? If somebody is doing something that you don't understand or that you don't agree with, that's okay. You don't need to understand. You don't need to agree with it. Take that judgment off of them. And I really do think that that fear of you being judged from others is going to naturally start to go away. And a good starting point with that is to just expect more from others. Most people, like I said, they're good people. Most people, they do want to see you succeed. So shifting our expectations of others from being super negative and more so positive can really be helpful. Okay, and the last one of how we can balance our realistic expectations a little bit more is to just expect more positivity into your life. You know, I understand that we all have things going on where things just don't go according to plan. It feels like we can't catch a break. It feels like life is always constantly testing them or trying to tear tear you down from you actually accomplishing your goals. And because of that, it's taking you longer than what you would like, what you would expect. And I think, you know, just taking the time to trust in the abundance of the world is very important. You know, the world right now, it can be pretty dark, pretty heavy, and often it can feel very negative. And, you know, of course, if we're constantly just paying attention to the news, a lot of the social media drama, and, you know, everything else that's just going on in the world that we know is extremely negative, of course, it can kind of feel like our world, our internal world is no better. But it's so important for us to take the time to realize that even though there's all this negativity, negativity in the world often is a lot louder than positivity. Just because it is louder doesn't mean that there is more negativity in the world. There's actually a lot of positivity in the world right now, but we don't hear about it a whole heck of a lot. We don't hear about it when we go on social media. We don't hear about it when we turn on the news and taking that time to realize that there's actually a lot of positivity in this world and actually finding those positive aspects that resonate with you can really shift your perspective of your internal world. And I think that kind of allows people to just create more abundance in the world. And because of that, it allows you to just kind of trust in your hard work, to trust that your hard work is going to lead to success in the future. Trust that the failures that you are going through right now are going to lead to success in the future. And I think, you know, just shifting that where we bring more positivity into our internal world is extremely important. Okay. So we'll finish off this live this week to talk about three examples of how we can manage our expectations better. So like I said, closer to the beginning of the uh, live, I mentioned that it's important to go into each situation where you have a conversation with yourself, regardless if it is a social gathering, if it is a vacation, if it is just you setting new goals for yourself, starting a new job, coming home and communicating with your spouse after a tough day, having an internal conversation with yourself 
is such a helpful way to just approach those situations more effectively and productively. So with those conversations, I think, you know, we have to take the time to uh, understand how we can hope for the best, but plan for the worst. Hoping for the best and planning for the worst. How can we do this? You know, three scenarios that we're going to talk about. Number one is your fat loss timeline. As we all know, this is a very popular one. We hire a coach, we enter into a new program, and we have expectations of X, Y, and Z. So for our example here, say we want to lose 30 pounds. What is the initial expectation that most people set on themselves with that? So we're hoping for the best here. Well, if we hope for the best, I want to lose 30 pounds in 20 weeks. You know, that's an expectation that you place on yourself when you first hire a coach, you first start a program, whatever the case may be. That's great that you want to lose 30 pounds in 20 weeks. Who doesn't, right? That, that, that's a realistic expectation. However, just because it is realistic doesn't mean that it's going to go that way. Doesn't mean that life is not going to throw you curveballs within 20 weeks. So we have to take it a step further here where, yes, we hoped for the best, losing 30 pounds in 20 weeks, but we have to plan for the worst. So what's the worst case scenario with hoping for the best here? Well, it may be where you lose 30 pounds in one year. And I think we don't take that time to actually flip the coin and see the other end of the spectrum when we set these initial goals and expectations for ourselves. That's great. You want to lose 30 pounds in 20 weeks. We plan for the worst. That might actually take a year. Is that actually going to happen? We're going to try to avoid that from happening. But by us actually just even initially saying that out loud to ourselves that, hey, you know what? This may take a year. It may not happen in 20 weeks. If that disappointment comes your way on your journey, you're going to be able to handle it a lot better. Whereas if you just focus on step number one, which is hoping for the best to lose 30 pounds in 20 weeks. By the time you get to 20 weeks and you've only lost 10 pounds, what's going to happen? Your internal world is going to fall apart. You're going to spiral. You're going to start to think that you're a failure. You're going to start to question everything that you've been doing over the last 20 weeks and think that, you know, your entire world has just crumbled and everything that you have done is for nothing. Whereas in the other option here, where we plan for the worst here, we get to the 20 week mark, we've only lost 10 pounds. Yes, frick, gosh, damn, that's disappointing. That sucks. I didn't achieve my original goal. But you know what, I've been dealing with a lot. I've had a lot going on in my personal life. And at least I stuck to the program. I kind of understood that, you know, there was a bit of a risk involved where, hey, you know what, with this initial goal, as much as I would have liked to have gotten there, it's going to take a little bit longer. So because of that, even though I'm disappointed, I don't want to quit. I want to keep going because I know that it can maybe take up to a year and I'm okay with that. By actually taking that time to plan for the worst, managing your expectations like this, it allows you to absorb that disappointment much more productively so you can keep going. And I think, you know, a lot of us, even myself included, we don't take the time to actually do that because it sucks to say that, right? Oh, you know what? It might, it might take a year to lose 30 pounds, but, you know, actually doing that, if it actually occurs like that, 
like I said, it allows you to absorb that disappointment a lot better. And you kind of have to ask yourself as well, too, when you are planning for the worst, if it does take a year, what's the worst that's going to happen from that? You know, is it the end of the world? Well, no, probably not. Yeah, it sucks. We all want to achieve our fat loss results as soon as possible. You're not the only one there. I'm the very much the same way. Everybody wants to achieve their results quicker than often what it is going to actually take. But once we realize that even though it sucks, not the end of the world, it allows us to keep going. And something that I have found to be helpful for me and just kind of, you know, bringing that point home for a lot of people is to just even ask yourself in those moments of disappointment where things aren't going as quickly as you would like, ask yourself, do you want to lose weight fast or do you want to lose weight permanently? If you initially lost that 30 pounds in 20 weeks, you know, you have to ask yourself as well too, well, would you have been able to keep that weight off? Some people, yes. A lot of people, no. Whereas if you take a whole year, the likelihood of you actually being able to keep that weight off forever is actually going to increase. And there's research and statistics to showcase that the slower that your fat loss occurs, you're more likely to keep it off. So we have to ask ourselves as well, too, when we're managing your expectations, do I want to lose weight fast? Or do I want to lose weight permanently? And that can be a really helpful way with being okay when you plan for the worst and it doesn't feel as disappointing. All right, so scenario number two, social gatherings. As we all know, we get invited out last minute. We have social gatherings occur uh, every weekend, what seems to be the case quite often. There's always going to be a wedding, there's always going to be a vacation, there's always going to be something going on. So hoping for the best in a social gathering, right, is where we take the time to stick to a plan, right? So if we go to say we're going out for our girlfriend's birthday on Friday night, you know, hoping for the best in that scenario would be to focus on having a plan in place, right? Where you make a goal for yourself that you're not going to have any alcohol, you're going to track the meal that you eat out, or you're going to get a salad. And that is your, you know, hoping for the best scenario in that situation. And that's great. You know, you've taken the time to actually come up with a realistic plan for yourself. But like what we've learned, right? Just because it's realistic, doesn't mean that it's always going to occur in that matter. You have to take it a step further and plan for the worst. When you get to your social gathering, there may be a situation where you have food pushers there, you have alcohol pushers there, you have people telling you like, hey, you know what, you know, it's your friend's birthday, you always are dieting, you're always doing this, you know, just enjoy yourself with us. And because of that, you may stray away from your plan. You know, some people, they're okay with um, ignoring the food pushers. Other people, it can be pretty tough and pretty challenging as well too. You may actually want to participate in this event. You know, you've been working your butt off so hard for so long and you haven't gone out with your girlfriends for what seems like months and you've had a lot going on with work. You've had a lot going on with the kids that you never let loose. And in the heat of the moment, when you get to the social gathering, you kind of realize that 
oh, you know what? I kind of need this right now. I kind of need to maybe go off course and enjoy myself and just be present with my friends and just have a glass of wine and let loose a little bit. You know, that is planning for the worst. And what happens when that happens, right? Well, the scale might go up the next day. And then all of a sudden, our, our internal world, again, is just spiraling where we start to think that we're a failure, where if we take the time, actually, where we plan for the worst and understand that, hey, you know what, if I make the decision to stray away from my plan and, you know, enjoy myself, have a glass of wine, what is going to be the trade-off with that? I might see the scale go up. And asking yourself, am I okay with that trade-off? Yes, I'm okay with that trade-off because like I said, I've had so much going on. I don't, I never let loose. I haven't seen my girlfriends in months. I need this right now. And therefore I'm okay with the trade-off. We don't ask ourselves that question when we make that decision that we want to let loose and enjoy ourselves. When we go to step on the scale, which I don't recommend doing, but for whatever reason, everybody always seems to step on the scale the next day after they go out and enjoy themselves. What's going to happen? likelihood is the scale is going to go up. If we are able to recognize that risk prior to us stepping on the scale, when we go to actually step on it, that initial disappointment, it's not going to feel as horrible. It's not going to cripple you for your whole day because you kind of expected it. You already had that conversation with yourself that, hey, you know what, if I'm going to let loose and enjoy myself, the scale is probably going to go up. When you go and step on the scale and it does go up, you're like, okay, yeah, I kind of expected that. Yeah, you know what? You might feel a little bit disappointed, but you're not going to feel as disappointed if you didn't ask yourself, are you okay with that trade-off and manage that expectation prior to stepping on the scale? So really taking that time when and if you decide for yourself, like, hey, I need to participate in this social gathering. And because of that, the risk, the trade-off is going to likely be the scale going up. If I'm okay with that, then I need to just enjoy myself. Again, managing that expectation is going to allow that disappointment not to feel as disappointing. The last, the last example here, and uh, this one can be tough for a lot of people, and that is our support systems. You know, when we first hire a coach or start a program, we hope for the best here where we expect our spouse, our family, our friends to just naturally support us. However, they don't always do that, right? And we're not taking that additional step to plan for the worst. And planning for the worst here is where they may not understand. You know, all they see is that you are investing so much time and effort into eating properly, into going to the gym and training properly and making these drastic lifestyle changes from their perspective. So they feel like you should reward yourself. And they think that they're being supportive in that way by noticing that, hey, you're working hard, you need to reward yourself, come out, come have a glass of wine, come have dessert with us, not realizing that that reward kind of contradicts your goal, right? You know, you need to be rewarding yourself in other ways, not in ways that's going to kind of backtrack you from what you're trying to accomplish in the first place. And people don't get that. They don't understand that. So it's our job to take it a step further and explain that to them and allow them to try to understand so they can shift their expectations of how you're going to be in specific 
social gatherings. So, you know, being open and communicating with people versus just expecting that they're going to understand. They're not going to understand unless they have gone through it themselves. People who've never hired a coach before, they don't know how much it costs. They don't know the time and effort that you're putting into this. They don't know that you're trying to constantly learn. You know, you're on these lives, you're receiving videos and PDFs and all of this information to make such drastic changes. They don't see that. They don't see that at all. Therefore, of course, they don't know what you're going through. All they see is that you're working hard and they want to support you by saying like, hey, go reward yourself for your hard work them not really realizing that you might be already rewarding yourself in other ways, right? That has nothing to do with rewards that are contradicting your initial goals. So taking that step to just, you know, set those expectations with your family and telling them like, hey, you know what? I'm on this journey right now. Um, Because of that, there's going to be some changes in my habits, in what I do and what I don't do. It's not going to be forever, but you know what? I'm investing a lot of time and effort into this right now. And by you trying to understand that, that's you supporting me. And I would really appreciate that. Taking that time to actually explain that to your support system is crucial. So that way, you know, you can feel supported because eventually they are going to start to support you if they understand it a lot more. But, you know, having those initial expectations that they're just naturally going to get it. They're naturally going to support you. Your husband's going to naturally stop ordering pizza on Friday nights. No, unfortunately, we have to plan for the worst in that situation and actually tell our spouse like, hey, I can't have pizza on Friday nights for a little bit here, maybe eventually, but for right now with the time and effort that I'm investing into my program, I need us to maybe just make some different changes. And by you doing that, it would be very helpful for me to be successful and actually saying, communicating that to our support system is going to be very helpful with just managing our expectations with our support that is needed with our health and fitness related goals. Thank you all so much for checking out today's episode. I really do hope that you found it helpful. If you did, again, do me a huge favor and make sure you share this to your social media. Take 30 seconds, maybe even five seconds here to leave the podcast a five-star review. It really helps out the podcast to continue to grow so we can continue to help out other people the way this episode helped you. Thank you all again so much for tuning in. I look forward to chatting with you all again very soon. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.